Welcome to the Platform Podcast. On this show, we're trying to educate you about the American college system. We're going to be having college coaches and student athletes joining us, talking about the experiences in America, and hopefully by the end of the show, you would have taken away some amazing information. Enjoy. Yeah, how's it going? Where are you right now? Uh, in the Atlanta area, just staying with my girlfriend right now. Yeah. Um, Still pretty crazy over here. We haven't even hit the peak of our curve in Georgia, and um, everything's getting opened back up on Monday. Right. Makes no sense. It's been pretty controversial. Um, So, yeah, it's probably about to get a lot worse. But, yeah, I've just been chilling here, and then on Monday I'm going to head back to the training facilities in Atlanta and just get back to the normal routine. Awesome, man. That's great. Um, obviously, it's a bit tough for tennis players, not you know yourself and also other players from around the world. How are you managing that right now? Like, are you working quite hard on your fitness and stuff at home? Yeah, I have been. Um, the where I do my fitness, they have like they made an app and everything, so I've just been doing it virtually. Right. A lot of body weight stuff, but I've also um kind of just been taking a bit of a break there's 12 weeks before the next professional tournament so you know that's a long time and it's easy for tennis players to get burnt especially when you know they can't travel or do the play tournaments do the things they love so I've um yeah I've been working hard but also I've been doing a lot of mindfulness and yoga and just trying to stay refreshed with everything not get too burnt out yeah, no, absolutely. Well, look, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I know we've been trying to tee this up for a while and time zones are a bit tough. It's 7 o'clock there at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just oh. went 7 p.m. Nice, man, nice. And um, look, I thought this would be a good opportunity for to get you on camera and to talk to you about your experience in the college system and how it sort of came about and, you know, how it sort of helped you transition to the next chapter in your career, which is obviously becoming a professional tennis player. And so I guess going back from the start, so you're originally from Wellington in New Zealand. Um, how did you get into tennis and uh, where were you based at Tennis Centre-wise? Uh, my mom was a local coach in Wellington. So as a kid, I was just always, you know, after school, I'd go to the club or whatever if I couldn't go home. Um, so I was always around tennis growing up. And then as I kept playing and progressed and started playing tournaments, I went from one of the local clubs to the Renoff Tennis Center, which um, has a high performance center there, um, which I'm not sure right now, but at the time we had a lot of great players, um, one being your brother, of course, and um, a bunch who have played Division One tennis like Paige and Finn Reynolds. Um, so yeah, I was in and around there and then um, went to Wellington College kept training at the high performance center there and never I was always pretty good but never really took tennis that seriously to where I homeschooled or anything I kept up a a pretty normal life which um you could argue isn't the best but you can also argue it was good and I I don't think I'd be where I am today without that right and I got got to about my second to last year of high school at Wellington College and started having to think about um, the next step, whether I'd go to university in New Zealand and, you know, give up playing tennis really competitively or whether I would take my talents um, 
you know, overseas to the US and try to try to pursue something. And it was quite a tough choice for me. Um, I was really comfortable in New Zealand. I had my friends that most of them were going to Dunedin and then a lot of them were staying in Wellington. Um, and it's quite hard for a kid, you know, 17 years old to get out of that comfort yeah. zone, especially when you're given the choice. Right. Um, but yeah, my parents pushed me to go to the US. My sister was already over there um, in the NCAA system playing tennis had a few friends and um, yeah, took, uh, took a lot of courage to be honest, but I have, I have no regrets at all. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously I remember you when you were quite young and um, you were at the Renoff Tennis Center. You had quite a good group, didn't you? I mean, you had guys like Finn Turney from Pepperdine, you had Paige, who's obviously from Georgia Tech, had a fantastic career and, you know, one of the top uh, doubles players in the world right now. Um, you had guys like Cole Butters who'd won a number of national titles. Yourself won a number of national titles. Um, you were involved with um, Clint Packer a lot with his tennis coaching, and you did a lot of tours. How was that experience being with the Planet Pro team and Clint Packer? It was awesome. Um, definitely shaped me to be who I am and the player I am. And like you said, um, I was very fortunate to be in an environment where the players around me were. Um, you know, doing great things, and it was lucky we were all together, and it just happened to be at the Renoff Tennis Center under Clint Packer, which made it um, which made it awesome. You know, we pushed each other, and you know, we had fun off the court, on the court, made the tours, you know, a lot more enjoyable, as as you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, no, it was uh. It was awesome, to be honest, and I think if I wasn't in that group, and I think I speak for, you know, the others, and Zach Funger, who was my best mate, you know, in tennis, and Don Miller, he was at the same school as me, and if we weren't all in that tight-knit group, um, you know, who knows whether we would have ended up in the States and, yeah. you know, got a degree and chosen that route. For sure, and I mean... As I touched on earlier, you basically won nearly every national title in the country. You won ITFs. You represented your own country um, in, in tennis as well in the under-18s. You know, you had a lot of um, colleges approaching you. And I guess that sort of creates a lot of cloud in your judgment because you don't really know where to go. You know, you had Division One opportunities. Why did you choose Columbus State? How come you chose a Division Two college pathway? Um, I was very, that's a good question. And to be honest, I get asked that question a lot, especially uh, when I was in college, you know, I was being, you know, having a little bit of success and people would be like, why, you know, why are you here in Columbus? Right. You could be whatever. But uh, my sister, like I said before, she's two years older than me and she was at um, Columbus State. And then my Best one of my best friends, Zach Fanger, had just committed to Columbus State. So I was talking to Gonzaga, a few other D1 schools, and then obviously I had my sister who was in the college system, and she had just transferred from a Division One school, and she was kind of telling me the ins and outs and how um actually Columbus State, the Division Two school tennis program, was a lot better than the Division One. Program she was in, and there's a lot of misconceptions that, right? You know, some programs are better or worse, you know, just because of what division they're in, or 
you know, something like that. So I got a bit of an understanding. Um, and as you know, we talked about it. I kind of had a plan that I would go there and see how it went and potentially transfer to, you know, a big um, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC school if I had the results to to take me there. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of why I chose Division Two. My sister, one of my best friends growing up, was going there. Um, and it was also a, a top program. Yeah, absolutely. No, you did You did very well. You had a good group. Obviously, you mentioned Zach Funger, um, great person on and off the court. He did very well um, in the States with you guys. And you guys ended up winning um, a conference title. And uh, you also won an NCAA title. Walk us through that. How was that, you know, being with a guy that you grew up with, going to America, to winning your conference, then going to the NCAAs and winning uh, the NCAA title, which not many people have done? Yeah, it was um, extremely special, to be honest. Um, you know, I remember playing Zach under 10s, under 12s, 14, you know, you name it. And we actually played each other in uh, the regionals, the individual regionals to when it goes to nationals. And I think it was like the semifinal or something. I remember, I think it was a three, it was a three setter. And I remember him playing so good. And I was so torn because I was like, part of me was like, my gosh, like I was pretty happy for Zach actually. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time I was getting my, my uh, butt kicked. So, um, yeah. That that was a, a very strange feeling for me because as a tennis player, you only have that, you know, I want to win. I don't care who's at the other end. But when you have a teammate and your best friend and you've grown up with them, it's it's a little different. So, um, yeah, that that's just one, one um, example. But winning the conference and the national title with him was just, like, very special. Yeah. I don't really know, know how else to explain it except, like, you know, I, I was lucky enough to have one of my best friends, you know, childhood friends through that whole journey. Yeah. So, um, very special. How did that help your development going to become a professional tennis player? Like, at Columbus State, how was the coaching staff? How was the head coach? And, you know, what sort of things did you work on when you were in in your college? Did you do a lot of one-on-one sessions? Uh, was it a lot of squad sessions? How did it work? Um. So my first two years was pretty general. Um, you know, I did okay. I was an All-American my freshman year. I did very well for, you know, where I was at my sophomore year. Didn't do too great, but I was just, you know, focusing on school, trying to get through that aspect, adjusting. And then my junior year, I started playing very well. And I sat down with Coach Isaacs, who... um He's probably one of the most influential people that I've ever been around, um, especially being uh, foreign, so far away from my parents, my friends, my family, you know, that I was brought up with. He was actually kind of like a father figure to a lot of us. And I know I speak for a lot of the boys um, on that one because I would go to him about my classes, about problems I was having socially with girls, you know, not only tennis. And we built a really strong relationship. And that was instrumental in everything. Um, But yeah, back to kind of the routine. My 
sophomore year, freshman, sophomore year, I would just do the standard team workouts, team practices. And that was really it. I would head on the weekends with some of my friends on the team, but it wasn't structured. Then my junior year, um, obviously did quite well in the summer and won through to the BBNT, the ATP 250 event. And I lost 6-3, 6-4 to a player, uh, Kokonakis. He had yeah. an Aussie guy who'd beaten Federer two months before. And it was at hey, that how moment. How was that? How was, was that experience? That was amazing, and that that experience alone was really what drove me to actually go for a professional career. Um, you know, I played a really good match, and I got to experience, you know, the fruits of what it's like to be at the top of the game. You know, massages, free hotel, free chauffeurs, free everything. You know, living like a bit of a rock star. Um, and it was at that moment that me and my coach sat down because he was there, obviously, for the event. And we were like, you know, let's let's do this. Let's try. So about four times a week, I would have a private with him. And um, we would go about an hour, hour and a half, where we would just work on, you know, particular things. Right. And I'd go to my classes. Um, then we'd have workouts, practice. And then I'd have more classes in the afternoon. And that would be my day throughout most of the week. But um, one thing I'd like to touch on, um, is that that one-on-one -on -one time that I got that was instrumental in developing me as a player and helping me achieve my, um, you know, helping me achieve what I did in college and get me to where I am now um, wouldn't necessarily, I mean, it, it could be, but wouldn't necessarily be possible in the Division One program. Uh, being in a D Division Two program, it's... Um, how do I say this? It's just a lot smaller, to be honest. So, for example, a Division One coach may, you know, have three assistants. You know, one takes care of weights and fitness and others on the court. And, you know, maybe they get on the court for team practices a couple times a week because they've got to deal with recruiting and budgeting and everything. Whereas being at quite a smaller school, a Division Two school, um, we had coach on the court with us every single practice. We had one assistant, but I also got the individual time with the head coach, which really helped develop me, um, which I know a lot of bigger programs, just the way that the structure is, wouldn't, have, wouldn't be able to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess there's a lot of truth in some of that because, um, you know, I've had athletes that have gone on to Division Ones and, I won't name them or name what programs I've been involved in, but have transferred out because they lack that, that intimacy with the coach. Um, and I guess it's really, it really, really depends what your focus is as an athlete, isn't it? Whether you want to be a professional or whether you're just using it to help pay for your education and what your sort of goals are. But I'm glad you got to get what you want out of that program. Um, obviously, as you said, you did, you, know, you did pretty well. You went into the Atlanta. You played Kokonakis there, which is great. Um, do you reckon that college tennis opened a lot of doors for you professionally? Absolutely. Um, I've been able to meet and network with a lot of people. Um, you know, just the U.S. in general, um, it's just so big. There's so much opportunity. Um, and so just being here, I've been able to um, 
I've been exposed to a lot of that. And being in college in particular, playing against people who I've become very good friends with, meeting coaches like I saw you on live Instagram with uh, the Stetson head coach who I've been very lucky enough to meet a few times. Yeah. He, actually he actually played at Columbus State. Yeah, right. Um, then also when I graduated, I got a bu bunch of sponsorship money through the school. Yeah. So, yeah, the opportunities um, that I've been able to – that I've been exposed to because of college and because of being over here in the U.S. in this environment – has has been huge and i don't know if i would uh be in the position i'm in today without it i mean you, you mentioned that you know you've networked with some great people i know you've i know you haven't mentioned it yet but you met richard branson didn't you and you went to his private island how was that that was a once in a lifetime trip for sure well hopefully make it not a once in a lifetime but yeah. uh yeah it was crazy um you know it was a local tie break tournament you know, you play a 128 draw and you just play super tie breaks all the way through and you win, you get a $50,000 trip for free. So, you know, I met one of the most powerful, wealthiest men, you know, in the world. Um, and just that's a perfect example of, you know, being the right place at the right time. But uh, it's hard to be in the right place at the right time if you're, you know, not in an environment that, um, allows you to, you know, seek opportunities like that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've seen you develop over the years and I've sat with Clint Packer and we've talked about you um, a lot. And, you know, what's really great is to see that, you know, some people go into college and they buy into the social life a lot and it's easy to, it's easy to fall into that trap and sort of take your, take your eye off the ball, but you didn't. And, um, you know, you've been very consistent with your results. You've, you've had a lot of big wins in college. Mate, the amount of times I get phone calls about you when you're in college saying, what do we need to do to get KP here was crazy. And, um, you know, I mean, it just shows that, you know, after college you got a wild card into the qualities at ASB this year. Like, all that development led towards that. Um, and you did pretty well. Like, I mean, you drew Postal, who's <laughs> he's got a top 100 ranking in the world. He's won grandstands and dubs. And, I mean, you went, was it three and four you went with him? Uh, three and four or two and four, but yeah. it was one of those. It might have been two and four, I think. It was good, man, and you're consistently play good tennis. But look, I mean, how old are you now, KP? Uh, just turned 23. Right, so you're 23, you got a degree, and you basically had, like, all these resources given to you to develop your game. And so if tennis, you know, touch what it does work out for you, and you're one of the few that has got that natural ability that can go far, um, you know, but if it doesn't, you've got that degree to fall back on. So you're protected either way. But look, man, um, before we end up in this conversation, what sort of advice have you got for any young athletes that will be listening to this? Um, definitely don't, well, not don't be scared, but get out of your comfort zone. Um, trust me, like I was there, I was very hesitant. I had to really get pushed towards coming here to the States and pursuing a, you know, college career. Um, but do it. I have no regrets. Um, I'm super thankful and grateful to be where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, I just can't imagine my life if I, if I had given up tennis and I had gone and studied down in Dunedin and just, you know, fell into that kind of environment of, you know, 
you know, what they do down there, but which is great, but you know, it would have ruined my potential as a tennis player. So right. my advice would be to get out of your comfort zone. Don't be scared. Try not to be scared and just enjoy life. Um, you know, at college, like you said, it's easy to take your eye off because of the social aspects, but also being able to play tennis and be in that environment and have that social aspect. You know, a lot of these players who I play against who are now professionals or have been professional for years, you know, they, unfortunately, they haven't been able to experience the things that you and I have, the things that college athletes get to experience. And um, I think that is very important as developing as a person and also just experiencing and enjoying life. Absolutely. No, that's really important to know. And obviously, for a lot of athletes that are listening to this, you know, like, don't just look at Division One. I. I mean, you're a great example of that. Trying to find the right fit for you, I guess, is very important. But um, look, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you when you eventually make your way back to New Zealand. Stay safe over there. How is the situation where you are with COVID-19 right now? Um, I mean, it's, we still haven't hit our peak on the curve in Georgia. And everything's opening up. It's not too bad right now, but everything's opening up on Monday, businesses and everything. So, you know, it's yet to get worse and everyone's about to be back into everyday life. So uh, I'll keep you posted.